This is episode 36 with Olympic diver Lizzie Q. This is Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson. Finally realizing my master's degree only taught me so much, I decided to start on a journey to learn more about what it truly means to be a pencil leader and how we can leave a positive mark on people and the world around us. So each week, I'm going to bring you a topic or a guest that will help guide us on our way to grow and leave a positive mark wherever we go. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. So today we are blessed to have Lizzie Q on Pencil Leadership. Now, Lizzie is a special guest. She is actually an Olympian. Uh, She's on the New Zealand Olympic team. She's a diver and she's also a five-time national champion and record holder. Now, a cool thing about Lizzie being on an Olympic team is she was the first diver since the 92 games to be uh, on New Zealand, New Zealand's team. Um, and, and she's also competing at, at LSU. She actually is working on a master. She just graduated, but uh, she holds the three meter record. She's a four time SEC silver medalist and a seven time NCAA all American. Uh, and one of the most decorated divers at LSU. So Lizzie, welcome to pencil leadership. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. Super excited for, for you to share your story. Dig in a little bit of what it's like to be an Olympic athlete and uh, just how you've grown through eating disorders and just as a person. So um, I guess starting, how long have you been diving? So I started diving um, around age nine. Um, I was always into my sport. I was a gymnast prior and a okay. swimmer. Um, and then, you know, I, I just bouncing around sports as kids do and uh you know diving just stuck I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed the people I was around yeah. um so yeah I don't know why it stuck but it just did and here I am 13 years later 13 14 yeah. years later. that's awesome so when did you know that you were you were decent at diving or pretty good at diving um I've always been a competitive person I just yeah. I've always wanted to be good at whatever I do. Um, I knew that I was pretty talented, but I never really had a a drive to be the best. I just was having fun um, and wanted to do whatever I was doing well. It wasn't until I'd say, I'm not sure what age, but I think around 14, maybe 15, that I just started thinking about the Olympics and where it would go. Um, So I think around there. Yeah. That's awesome. So how old were you when you joined the Olympic team? Um, so I was 18 when I qualified okay. and wow. um, it was my 19th birthday when I competed. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. How'd it go? How was, how was that like? Like, what is that? The feelings, emotions of being in the Olympics? Um, it's such a hard thing to reflect on I bet. because it's, uh, it's like if most athletes dream to you know it just for some athletes it seems like out of reach and even for me it it did seem out of reach so when I qualified it it really did take me by surprise but I can't explain how much joy that gave Uh, me and like I just I couldn't believe it and I still honestly haven't fully processed it um but it was an absolutely life-changing experience and like I wish I could go do it again (laughs) yeah are you now are you I in Tokyo if they yeah, do it so well. I've actually qualified for Tokyo, so awesome. I will be doing Congrats. it again. But um, thank you. It's yeah. it's it's going to be different this time. Knowing what I did um, in 2016, it will be more okay. of a, 
I think I'll be able to take it in more and really yeah. appreciate everything. Um, yeah, I'm sure. You know, especially now, since we're waiting a whole nother year, right. I'll, it will just mean that much more. That's so cool though. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think it's, uh, it's a neat how you said like you're competitive, but you weren't ever like kind of focused on like being the best, mm-hmm. but like you're still now, uh, succeeding and, and being one of the best, uh, mm-hmm. at LSU and, uh, being in the Olympics. And so how, how long do you see yourself diving? I don't know divers careers and things like that, but do you see yourself mm-hmm. doing it for a long time? Um, so there's not very much money in diving as well, especially if you're from New Zealand. Okay. Um, if I could get paid, you know, really well and just do this for the rest of my life, I would, but yeah. of course there's an age limit. You can't just okay. be doing this for the rest of your life. Um, And I mean, I have other aspirations outside like my academic career and, um, but I don't know when that time comes, um, I'm going to reflect after the 2021 Olympics and really like reflect on what I want to do. Am I ready to say goodbye? I think Mm. I will at least take a a break um, and reflect on where I am. If my life takes me to a position where, you know, I can dive again and like, it works out financially and I'm mm-hmm. just happy, then of course I'll be doing that. But That's I don't cool. know. We'll reflect after. Yeah. Maybe you could be like what the New Zealand go-to coach for diving and maybe it'll be a bigger thing over there now. Yeah, maybe. I haven't really thought about coaching that much, but yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. So what are you going to school for? Um, so I was in school, just graduated huh? in May for uh, journalism print journalism with a minor in business and I'm going to get my master's as well as coach the um, LSU team as an assistant coach. Um, So I'll be doing that and I'll be doing my master's in liberal arts, which is non-subject specific. So Mm -hmm. I get to choose. It gives me a little bit more flexibility. Um, That choice has been a little bit harder than I anticipated, like what (laughs) I exactly want to do with that time. But I think I'm going to take some science classes to um, just increase my knowledge for um, science writing, which is ultimately what I want to be doing. Cool. So what would that look like uh, writing science wise? Like, Yeah. So it, it's, it's an interesting profession. It's not mm-hmm. something that people usually do, especially okay. journalists. They don't go into journalism thinking they're going to write about science. Okay. Um, but I studied chemistry for a while. I studied oh, wow. chemistry for about three years um, before I switched to journalism, just with the sport and like the labs, I couldn't, do it all um but i still wanted to be involved in the chemistry and and the science i think it's very interesting so my job is to understand the science and convey it to the average reader in a way that they can understand and not have to you know go through an academic journal because typically people don't like to do that (laughs) right yeah Yeah. that's really cool that's that's neat to see uh you want to go down that path because yeah I, i had not heard of it really much and so that's, that's pretty neat. Um, how is it? And I, I, so my background was athletic training, so I kind of understand a little bit, but for you, how was that balancing one coming over from New Zealand and balancing school and, and then diving and Olympics and all that? How did you manage all that? Um, I think when you just grow up in sport, you are rushed and forced into managing your time. Yeah. Otherwise you will just fail. And yeah. so, it's kind of something like you just thrown in the deep end and you have to just like learn to swim. And I, you know, in high school, it was always like, I remember like it's prom here, but like for me, it's the ball. 
Okay. And like every year it would land on nationals. So uh -huh. I would go to nationals, compete, and then just have to like turn around quickly, like go home, get dressed, you know, do my hair and makeup and that stuff and then go straight to the ball and then but get home early enough to sleep. And it's like so it's it's always a constant juggle. But yeah. as long as you have your priorities straight, um, but you're also having fun. I don't believe in giving up everything in order to do something. I yeah. think balance is key, um, and that's how I've enjoyed my sport for this long and still am enjoying it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. I think balance is such a crucial thing because, I mean, if we're not enjoying what we're doing, if we're not enjoying the process, mm -hmm. what's the what's the reason? You know, what's the real purpose for it? So, yeah, you got to be able to enjoy enjoy the process. Uh, absolutely. But uh, and I know that there's there's some struggles in, in your life that you've dealt with. Um, and, and we'll get into that a little bit with the eating disorder and things like that. Um, did you find any other sort of like, I don't want to say negatives because I think we, we can grow from all of it, but trials throughout your life that really kind of helped you grow into who you are today? Absolutely. I mean, that nothing, you know, worth having or nothing that's worth it is easy in life. Man. Mm, yep. I mean, it def definitely with sport, not just physically, but just extremely mentally. Um, yeah. It really does take a toll, and uh, in New Zealand, we we don't get funding. Especially, I was the only Olympian in that long, and wow, we had like my parents had to fund everything. So if I had to go to a competition, they had to pay for my flights, they had to pay for my uniform, they had to pay for everything. And wow. my my parents aren't wealthy, so it's mm. it really took a toll. Um, luckily, they believed in me enough to you know make it work, but it did get to a point where. My parents were like, we, we just can't afford this anymore. And I was about like 17 at this time. And I I thought about saying like, oh, okay, I guess so. But I was like, no, I'm not ready to give up. So I, I went out and I approached businesses on my own. I did all of these different things, you know, and one bank, I think, it's called the AMP Bank. I didn't even remember applying for it, if I'm being <laughs> honest. But I got an email saying that I was a finalist for a scholarship. Wow. And I had to go to this building and pretty much present why I should get this money. It was $10,000. And it, was, it wasn't just athletes. It was research grants, like all these huh. different, like really important things. So yeah. I'm like standing there trying to tell them why they should give me this money instead of somebody's research. Um, and I ended up um, getting one of the grants, and like that was really huge for me because it was such a struggle um, but the reward and like people show mm. like seeing people believe in me enough um, yeah. really drove me to realize that this sport is so much more than myself. I can motivate so other people. Um, so that's definitely one of the struggles that I've had is just like financially, yeah. which is, I think it's a bit of an odd struggle for a person at my level. Like I still struggle with it now. Yeah. Um, just New Zealand just doesn't have as much money to put into sport. Right. Um, but that's partly why I came to America because they just have an abundance of sources, you know, like it's yeah. amazing. Um, cool. And then as you know, like the eating disorder, uh, yeah. I posted a video about it, um, yep. just talking about it. And yeah, so that was definitely another one. Just the pressure to perform um, gets to everyone, even if you are a relaxed person, I think. Yeah. When you're at this high of a level, when you have such big dreams, it's really hard not to compare yourself. It's really hard not to, criticize yourself um and that's something that i still struggle with like today right 
Yeah. And, and thank you for being transparent and being open. I think that that really can start helping a lot of people when they hear someone Mm -hmm. uh, like you share and and come and be open about that. I think it can really help a lot of people grow. And uh, so that's really cool uh, that you're transparent with it. When, when did the, when did the eating disorder kind of start or when did you like kind of notice? Um, So it's one of those things that you tell yourself you're okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got it under control, especially as an athlete. Like, yeah, you're just like, yep, it's fine. This is like all my, you know, I, I'm in full control about what I'm doing. Yeah, um, and I guess it started as early as like senior year of high school. Not as bad. It's not until I got into college and I got, you know, more competitive with competitions back to back and. Okay. I don't even know exactly where that pressure came from. Probably myself a lot of the time because yeah. we are just naturally hard on ourselves. Um, and it just blinded me to the fact of like any positives that I was, it was just full of negatives. And um, mm. I was just in a dark place. I think I was a little bit burnt out. Yeah. It continued all the way through like junior year. Um, it wasn't like until I started seeing a therapist and, um, you know, really talking about it and just getting healthy in how I view my emotions and Mm. just being able to process all of that, that helped me recover. And I'm still like, you know, I'm, I'm nowhere near as like that I was, but I still struggle with that. The body image, the, the food struggle, you know, all of that stuff that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, so you kind of took control of it. Then you realized and you're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta take positive steps to, to reverse this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the first thing is to admit that there's something wrong. Absolutely. And for a long time, I thought there is something wrong, but it's okay. It's not that bad. Mm. Um, and I actually had to treat it like, no, this is not healthy. And yeah. I started doing a lot of meditation that helped me a mm. lot. And it just cool. made me realize how much our body does for us. And I would never treat another person the way I treated myself. So why am I treating myself that way? Wow. Um, And that's what I bring myself back to when I start criticizing my anything to do with myself. I start thinking, wait, like my body is incredible. It does Mm -hmm. all these things for me. I should nourish it and take care of it. That's that. Wow. That's really cool. It, it kind of goes back to like the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. So like, would you treat somebody that way, how you're looking at yourself? And that's, wow. That's uh, that's really eye opening and, and really kind of a strong position to come from in it. And, and you said like seeing a therapist was a big positive change for you too, right? Yeah. Really um, opened my eyes to the importance of mental health Yeah, and just, an awareness that I didn't have before. It was like I was going through the motions and Mm -hmm. it is, the brain is, you know, so important. And we, we, we work out, we eat, right. We do all of these things, but so often people neglect the brain and like our mental health. It's like Uh, anything you need to exercise it. You need to practice. Um, That's why I like to do meditation and journaling and seeing a therapist, all these different things. Um, because it's so important. It really, really does make a difference. Um, and I think it starts with your mental health. If your mental health is good, then most other things are good in your life. And that's, yeah, I, I agree completely with that. I think uh, everything kind of stems from the mindset, from the brain, and because and, that's a control center. I mean, so it's going to control emotions, it's going to control actions. Uh, and so, yeah, I think you hit it uh, spot on with that. So you still see a therapist then? 
Um, on and off. I don't off see off, them yeah. as often, um, but it is very good to check up. You know, like I, I, re- I recommend anyone. If you yeah. think that you have problems, if you think you don't, it doesn't matter. It's still healthy too. Amen. Um, and just, you know, talking about talk, talking to somebody, if you don't have enough money for a therapist, completely understand, but there are other outlets. Find a, a close friend or somebody who will just listen to you unconditionally um, and just allow you to voice what is going on, what you think. Because a lot of people yeah. don't even know actually how they're feeling, which right. is crazy. Yeah. Um, so I, I really recommend, you know, working on your mental health. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I'm always a proponent for for seeking counseling or therapists because yeah, my story, same thing. That's what changed me. Uh, besides having mentors coming in and speaking positive in my life, that was a big turning point. So yeah, I'm, I think it's crucial and I think it's so important and nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with seeking help in that form. It, it's a, it's a sign of strength in my book to be mm-hmm. able to do that. And I think uh, a lot has like, you know, over the years I've really realized that who you surround yourself with, what you listen to, all those things on a daily basis is really, really important. If you are listening to negativity, if you're surrounded by people who treat other people bad and treat you bad, your life isn't going to be happy. It's not going to be abundant. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be healthy. So I really do believe in like manifesting what you Mm. want, seeing that vision and surrounding yourself with people who are going to help you and you're going to help them. Like I I don't, I don't ask for something from anyone that I'm not willing to put out myself. Like Mm -hmm. I genuinely care about the people around me and those people genuinely care about me. It's like a, you know, it's an equal relationship. Yeah. And I think that's, that's right on. I I have some mentors in it. They say who you tune into, you turn into. Uh, mm-hmm. And who has your ear has your life. And, and they say that constantly. It's so true. Like, uh, and, and everyone's probably heard it. You're the sum of the five people you uh, yeah. are around. Uh, I, a, a friend of mine who's uh, does the same thing I do. He, he said, uh, if you hang around five successful people, you'll be the sixth. But if you mm-hmm. hang around five ignorant people, you'll be the sixth. And so it's, yeah. it's so crucial who we hang around. And I, I think it, it really does make a huge difference. That's true. And I mean, I think in our youth, we, we don't really think about that as much. Um, I mean, I know that I, I definitely didn't like think about that actively, um, like earlier in my life, but I think, you know, once you, once you grow up, you mature a little bit. And if you have big goals and dreams, you need to start thinking about how you're actually going to make that happen. Um, like it's up to you. Nobody's going to come pick you up and, you know, give you all these opportunities. You have to do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You got the action. You got to put the action in and put the work in for sure. Um, and, and I like how you, you took action going and seeing a therapist and then working on your mental health. And, and you mentioned meditation and journaling. Are those the main two things you use to work on your mindset and uh, your, your thoughts and your brain, or do you do other things as well? Um, it's, it's that, but it, it's, it's a continuing process. Um, yeah. yep. I've recently, like, I think within the past year, I've really started exploring my spirituality. Okay. Um, and I think, you know, um, being involved in, in a church or in a, anything that you believe in, like whether that's, I don't know if you're a Muslim or if you're, you know, if you're Buddhist, if you're Christian, anything that you believe in, I think that it's good to have a spiritual base. Um, Mm. 
And so I started thinking like mind, body, and spirit. If those okay. things are balanced in my life, I find that I'm happy and that I'm yeah. functioning well. Um, but if like, you know, the mind and the body agree and the spiritual is down or like the body is down and the mind and spirit, like they need to be in balance. They need to yeah. be in harmony for me to be in harmony. So, cool. and it just gives you, it humbles you to, mm. um, to think about like, what is your purpose here? And, um, and I've, it's just really helped me like discover like what I want to do on this earth. And like, yeah. I want to impact people in a positive way. And that gives you purpose and, it's just humbling to know that it's not all about you. It's actually right. about everyone else. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. And it, it's kind of just the whole reason that I started Pencil Leadership was that same thing and just wanted mm-hmm. to make a difference and, and help people see their purpose in their, and the passions that they have in life and be fulfilled. But yeah, the, you, you talking about the meditation, the journaling and the spirituality, I think, yeah, I think about my life. Like if I'm, if I'm doing like the meditation and, and the journaling, but then I'm not getting in my Bible, um, reading there i'm still lacking so i can i I notice a difference uh or if i'm not reflecting journaling on what i'm reading uh it it kind of it's imbalanced so it's like a trinity kind of three things there that's i like that it's really cool yeah that's really helped me a lot it's it's the same like if you're like all into your bible but you don't work out ever and you eat pizza every (laughs) night like that's not that's not healthy either you know it has to have to be working it has to be all in harmony um And so whenever I feel like not very good or I mm. just feel like I'm not feeling great, I reflect on that. I'm like, okay, what am I doing for my body? What am I doing for my spirit? What am I doing for my mind? And yeah. like, if I'm like, oh, I actually haven't done anything for my mind this week. Like I, I will pick up my journal or I'll meditate or something like that. And yeah. it, it often makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I think everything's in tandem. I think everything works together. So uh, it's a huge part of it. Uh, what would you, would you, what would you say to maybe uh, athletes or just people in general who are listening to this, who, who might be struggling with maybe not just an eating disorder, but maybe just feeling off, maybe not feeling fulfilled and maybe stressed, overwhelmed. What would maybe some advice you would give just from your perspective? Yeah, that's, um, that's a lot, but I think <laughs> the number one thing is to, to be patient with yourself, give yourself grace, like realize that you're okay and that you are doing your best. Uh, yeah. And I would definitely suggest to talk to somebody that you trust because I, I really believe that if you're holding on to emotions, they're going to come out in some way, shape or form, whether that's physical pain, whether that's, you know, anger and frustration or sadness, it, it's going to come out. So releasing that either on like a pen and paper and a diary or, you know, talking to somebody, just yeah. getting it out there. They don't need to offer any advice. Just speaking your mind will take a weight off your shoulders. So I really think that would be the first step. Yeah, I love it. I think that's so true because I used to be real bad about internalizing everything, uh, even good things, like just keeping Mm -hmm. it all inside and just just build up, build up, build up and um, either make me sick or just make me kind of like blow up all at once and like whether that be anger, just kind of just getting down real quick. And yeah, so I think getting it out on paper or, or in word or with somebody is, is so crucial. I think it's yeah. a huge part of growth and healing. Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's incredible how connected the mind and the body are. People oh, think yeah. that they're different, but they're not. You know, often when you're super stressed, you, you <laughs> get a cold or you get sick. Yes. And it's not yep. a coincidence. It's, nope. 
because they're out of whack. You need to yeah. you need to treat the mind and the body the same and give it love and nourish it, not yes. abuse it. But Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people internalize what they feel because they think that they need to be strong. They yeah. think that weakness, um, you know, vulnerability is weakness, but it's not. It, it's, it makes you stronger. It, it just benefits you in so many ways. And yeah. it benefits somebody else to sh- for them to listen to you be vulnerable allows them to feel like they can be vulnerable too. Yeah. And that was a, a huge turning point for me was realizing that like being vulnerable, like allowed others then in that vicinity to, to be vulnerable. They're like, okay, if he's doing it, if he's opening up and maybe I can too. And, and so mine, my mind went to, okay, I'm helping people. Like I'm being vulnerable. That's going to help somebody. Okay. I can deal with the, maybe the anxiety or the the stress of, of being truthful and being open, but it could help somebody. So I think, yeah, vulnerability is, is key. Yeah, it really is. And that like the, the video I posted with my friend, you know, we had such great feedback from that. Just sure. people that I had no idea that would struggle with such a thing, were, you know, emailing me, messaging me, saying thank you for, hmm. for doing that. And I just felt like so much joy knowing that, you know, even though we went through a struggle, um, that it was for a reason. And I, I really do believe everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Um, that's why any struggle that I go through, any trial, I, I take it as a positive because mm. maybe somebody else is going through a similar thing and I can help them. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Cause I, I, yeah, our journeys, I mean, we learn, we go through hard times, but yeah, like you said, it could be someone else's learning point. Like they'll be able to learn and grow from that, even though we went through it. And, and the second trait of pencil leadership is that pencils have to be sharpened to be, yeah. have a point and leave a mark, but they're going to be painful, but they're going to make you better. And so it's the same thing kind of there, like you put out. That's good. I like that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So, um, well, I, I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think, uh, it really has brought a lot of value, um, and so much good there. Uh, before I would love to hear, um, your take on the fifth trait of pencil leadership, which is that we're all made for a reason. We all have a reason we're here to leave a mark. Uh, and that could look different for different people. Um, when everything is said and done for you here on earth, what do you hope your mark is that's left? I just want to reach as many people as I can. Like I want to impact as many people as I can in a positive way. Mm. Uh, whether that be in sport, whether that just be as as a role model of love um, and friendship, uh, I think we can impact anyone. You don't have to be an athlete. You you can be just a person. Um, and, you know, reaching out to somebody, being that listening ear, just showing them love, I yeah. think, leaves such a pos- positive impact on them. And I think I want to, I mean, I know that I want to do that as much as possible. So anything yeah. in my life, I want to be spreading love, whether that be in my sport, whether that be in my career, um, you know, in anything that I do. So that's like my motivation forward is even when I'm training and it's hard, I know that I'm motivating little girls in New Zealand or anywhere or even little boys or even old people <laughs> anywhere yeah. to do something. So it's worth it. It's not about yeah. me. It's about yeah. everyone else. I love so, that. Yeah. I love that so much. Uh, I, I'm really glad we connected and, and we're able to make this happen and uh, for you to share. And uh, again, Thank you so much for taking time out. I look forward to what you do in the future because I know uh, just with your determination and competitive spirit, you're going to accomplish so much and make such a big impact. Uh, you truly are a pencil leader. 
in, in every aspect of that. So Lizzie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Before we hop off, I would love for you to share where people can connect with you as well. Um, Instagram is my most um, used you know, platform, LinkedIn yeah. as well. I've been using more for more academic purposes. Um, yeah. But I'm always on email, Instagram. I reply to my DMs as much as I can. Um, <laughs> so any questions, flick me a message and I'll reply. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, guys, connect with her. She's got a great story. She's very motivating. Uh, and yeah, just, just get connected there. So Lizzie, again, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. If you enjoyed it, share this with someone else and make a positive impact on their life. Also, head on over and leave a five-star rating if you liked anything you heard today. And let me know what you think so I can make this show better for you in the future. And go ahead and connect with me on Instagram at chris.t.anderson. Love to hear from you. Now let's go out and make a difference as pencil leaders.